Bonjour, bonsoir, welcome to the rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. And if it's the first time you hear this thick French accent, it's from France, from Paris, the city of love. I want to dig right into it because on my way to work right tonight, a friend of mine called me really upset. She said the guy that she's been seeing apparently is married. Never told her so. She found out by Googling him because a weekend ago he went away to Michigan and never texted her back at night. First night he said he was overtired. The second night he was out with friends and usually always answered at night. So he hasn't admitted. She says to me, what should I do? And I told her, at least have a conversation with him to know the truth. Then decide because everybody needs to know the truth. So she was going to do that, and I'll keep you posted. We live in a crazy world, guys, crazy world. You call that next on The Rendezvous. Something is on your mind? You want to ask me a question? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Jess. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. What is going on? What's up? Okay, so I met this guy online a few weeks ago, and we hit it off, and like he friended me on Facebook, and we were messaging through Facebook, But now, a couple weeks in, it's gotten to the point where, like, I'll send him a message and he won't respond for, like, eight or nine hours throughout the day. But he always reads my message. And when I ask him about it, he says, oh, I've just been busy and I was at work and I couldn't respond. Mm -hmm. But he's, like, always active on Facebook. So I don't know if he's ignoring me, if he's lying to me. So, okay, before I answer, how much do you like this dude? I mean, like, we, we really hit it off. It's only been a couple of weeks, right. but, okay. you know, we just have a lot in common. And when you reach out to him on Facebook, the messages are questions, are just comments. What, what usually you, you message him about? So I've tried a few different things. Uh, you know, first it was just like, how's your day going? And then when he wouldn't respond to that, it's like, okay, maybe he doesn't like small talk. Um, so I started sending him, you know, gifts or an article that I came across. I see. And he never answers. Like eight to ten hours later. Okay. Uh, when you guys are together face-to-face, the conversation is fluid, you feel comfortable, no one's spoken? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so um, I think that it's kind of rude of him if he does that indeed after a while. So why don't you have a talk next time you see him and tell him how you feel? I don't want you to dump him right away. I don't think you should stop seeing him. I think uh, either... You know, uh, he is one of those people that are not always connected to the romance at the beginning, and it's just the beginning. Uh, you guys are not even exclusive. Might be, you know, communicating with other people. That's the way it goes, you know. But if it bothers you, I would ask the question. No need to not say anything. Just say, hey, what's up? I, why do you always wait forever before you answer my questions? Or maybe you just say, you know, like small talk or chit-chat. Just get the answer, and then you decide. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but I would not send anything more on Facebook until you see him again. Put him a little distance, okay? Okay. All right. Good luck to you and have a good talk with him, Jess. All right. Thanks, Simon. Yes, have a good night. We need to talk about this time it takes to answer messages because that's a key issue for all of us in our relationship. So I'm going to talk about that with you next. Bonsoir, Simon Marcel. How long do you think, on average, it takes people around us to read a text? I went, Google it, search it, and I found these stats. 95% of all our text are read in the first three minutes after being sent. Meaning all of us, me included of course, are reading everybody's text right away. 
And then the question becomes, how long should we wait before to answer that text? And that is what I want to talk about next, because I got a lot to say about it. Stay with me. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. So first, remember, 95% of all our texts are read in the first three minutes. That's the stats. That's official. Then the question is, how long should we wait before to answer? Why do we have to wait? Now, here's the thing, and I'm talking strictly in terms of relationships. I think at the beginning, I've noticed most women never answer right away. They read our text, and maybe it's a couple of hours. It's almost like, uh, I've seen you, let me think about it. And it's cool. You got Guys, we got to accept that's just the way most women work. And then once you get to know each other, once you have you know, uh, time spent together and, and maybe ooh-la-la and all of that, and you decide to be exclusive, then I think everybody should answer in the next hour. I think the game should stop. So that's my advice. Once you committed relationship, no more games. You read, you answer. If you can't answer, you just explain that you were working and it's, it's okay. Just remember how frustrating it is to wait for somebody's answer and just answer accordingly. Uh, you call that next on the rendezvous, 855-905-8255. You know what number to call when you have a question about your relationship. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Colleen. Bonjour, Simon. What is going on, Colleen? Okay, I always love to dance mm-hmm. and swing dancing. Okay. And when I started dating my boyfriend, now my husband, um, he started taking swing dance lessons with me because he knew it mattered to me a lot. And That's sweet. We went to lessons. He never really got good at it, but he was clearly trying <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, time sort of went on and we did it less and less because we had other things going on in our lives like children and stuff. But recently I expressed an interest in starting to do it again and he doesn't want to. And it really bugs mm. me. But on the other hand, he never was great at it. So, I don't know. I'm in a pickle. I don't know if I should just start going off on my own and doing it and trying to find a different dance partner, which I think might be not a good idea, or pushing him to. Okay, so before I answer, um, why do you say it's not a good idea to find a different partner for dancing? I mean, this is. (laughs) I just think dancing is intimate, and I think. If you find someone else and they're a really good partner, I would probably spend a lot of time with him. I don't know. It just seems a little like, eh. Okay. So is, is the unspoken there is a lack of attention and there's maybe a slowdown in the ooh-la-la and the romance and everything else? And just <laughs> Right? It feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you know, the best thing to do is talk about it always. And not just about the dancing, about everything that we could do better together. And I would not threaten, like, if you go dancing, you're going to be intimate. I would just say, listen, honey, I feel, you know, we lose a little bit of our closeness. We have less ooh-la-la. We have less romance. Let's go on a date. Let's, let's go in a nice restaurant. Don't bring up the dancing right away. Just reconnect with words. And then slowly, just like at the beginning, everything else will follow. But mm-hmm. the real thing, Colleen, that I insist on is to rekindle the romance. And for that, first, you've got to talk out what happened that it went away. The kids, the busyness, life. And then once the truth is out there, there's a new space for you to be more romantic. You just have to clean the past before you kiss the future again. All right. I'll give that a try. Yes. Small steps before you do other steps in the dance floor. All right, Colleen, best of luck to you, really. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for your call. Have a good night. You too. I just got an email from John who's worried about his girlfriend's plans for Halloween. 
I'm going to help him out next on the rendezvous. Simon Marcel, bonsoir. You have a question for me? You can't call me? Just send me an email at therendezvousshow.com. Trisha, what do we have? All right, so this is a listener email from John, and he says, My girl wants to go to a Halloween bar crawl with all of her friends, mm -hmm. and she does not want me to come because she says <laughs> it's a girl's night. I think it's weird that she wouldn't want me to go with her, especially because her and all of her friends are going to be wearing very provocative costumes and they'll be drinking and she'll be around other men all night and who knows what could happen. I don't think it's a good idea for her to go without me. What would you do in my situation? John, I'm so glad you emailed me that question because Halloween is coming soon and I got the a right answer for you and you're going to like it. Stay with me. You know, Halloween is coming up soon and John has just emailed me and said, listen, my girl wants to go with her girlfriends, some bar, and uh, I don't feel like she should go without me, but she said, it's a girl's night, so you're not coming. Then John emailed me and said, what should I do? You know, he doesn't like the idea of his girlfriend going out without him. Let me tell you what to do, John. Trust your girlfriend. Women might get together without us. They're not thinking ooh-la-la most of the time. Almost 99% of the time. Even if they drink, they don't think, oh my God, I can't wait to find a guy to ulala. They're having a good night. They're having fun. It's Halloween night. I think you should leave her alone, trust her, and then go with some guys and have fun too. Right? It's Halloween. And, and I think that women can dress this way or this way. It doesn't matter. Love is all about trust. Trust your girlfriend and don't even mention it to her. Don't say anything. Just say, have fun, honey. Ask you when we get home and compliment her on her outfit. She'll love it. And happy Halloween to both of you. Uh, you call the next, 855-905-8255. Every day, every afternoon, every night, somebody's being romantic to somebody else, and I want to know about it. Call me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Annabelle. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Annabelle. You said you had a romantic story to share with me tonight. Yes. Um, my boyfriend, well, this is when we were first dating, mm -hmm. we were going to go out to dinner and he said that he just had to stop for a second to pick something up from his house. So I was waiting in the car and he was going to be right back and he took a few minutes and I was thinking, what's, you know, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> yes. But then he came back and he said, Oh, I need to show you something. I'm like, well, why aren't we going to go? He's like, yeah, 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 I just need to show you something. So he took me inside, and he had set up this whole romantic dinner oh. in his house with candles and music and soft lighting, and, and he actually cooked. And it was just so romantic and so touching, and it was so much better than any restaurant could have been, you know? That's so true. What did he cook? He cooked, he knows I like fish, so he made a salmon with this um, creamy kind of sauce. It was really delicious. Oh, nice. You know, you said that this evening was better than any restaurant, and I agree. Sometimes a home-cooked meal is more romantic than any meal you can have in any restaurant, regardless of good the restaurant is, because it was prepared with love, it was prepared with care, it was prepared with romance. And that's why I thought the story is extraordinary. So thank you so much for sharing, Annabelle. That's an inspiring story. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you for helping me to think about it and remember it again. Yes, don't ever forget that story. That we, It will inspire me to cook more, actually. So <laughs> I, I will okay. use that. Thank you so much and have a good night. Thank you, Simon. Yes, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
I mean, really, if you think about it, would you rather go out with your mate or have your mate prepare the best home-cooked meal ever? Let's talk about that next. Simon Marcel, and if it's the first time you hear this show, it comes with a French accent from Paris. And in France, we love to cook, right? That's the reason why, actually, you know, when I said, when I asked you the question, which one you prefer, a home-cooked meal cooked by your loved one or a meal cooked by an unknown chef. I personally always said there's nothing better than a meal prepared with love, romance, and care. Just like if you think of it, it's not just romance. It's also the way sometimes during holidays, you go home to your family and your mom or dad or both work together in the kitchen to prepare for the children a wonderful meal. You can't reproduce that to any restaurants. And another thing, in France, our mothers teach us how to cook Uh, It's like a part of something that we all kind of know. Some of us are good. Some of us are not so good. I'm very average. But I like cooking for my girlfriend. If she comes over, I get excited to prepare the meal. You know what I'm going to do next? I'm going to share with you what I would cook for you if I was dating you. What's my favorite dish to prepare for my loved one? That's next. Bonsoir. So let's imagine for a second you would be coming over for dinner on a date. And we'll be dating and I prepare this meal. Let me tell you what is my specialty. So I always like to start either with a Boston lettuce and the heart, the yellow leaves of the Boston lettuce, with a vinaigrette, with always olive oil, balsamic vinegar, and a bit of Dijon mustard for the twist of taste. Then I would either grill a wonderful chicken with steamed rice or always wonderful pasta. I'm really good at cooking pasta and a little red sauce. Not too spicy, but very nice. And then I would give you my favorite dessert, either the apple sauce with strawberry jam mixed into it with those wonderful cookies or my homemade chocolate mousse. Who can resist that, really? So I don't know if you're into what I cook, but that's what I like to cook when somebody comes over. Simple, but prepare with love and care. And you call us next, 855-905-8255. Simon Marcel, you're listening to The Rendezvous. Bonsoir. You have a question for me? Call me. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Valérie. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? Good. What's going on? What's up? I need your advice. I don't know what to do. Me and my fiancé are getting ready to set up our wedding. Congrats. But my mother is in another state or another country. I'm sorry. And she's not able to come. Mm-hmm. And me and him, he's all about, it's up to you, honey, what you want to do. But I don't know. I don't want to make everyone travel just because I can't have my mom here or mm. I just don't know. I don't know if I, have to, I should have a destination wedding to have my mom there or a wedding here that's closer to everybody here at home. I don't know what to do. So just out of curiosity, can your mom fly back to where you are? No, she cannot. So the question number two, can you have a happy wedding without her? I don't know. I feel like she hasn't been part of my life for so long because she left about maybe 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I want her to be there because she's my mother, but I don't know if I need her there to complete my happiness. And that's where the dilemma is. Okay. I don't know what's the right thing to do. So how about we put a huge FaceTime video screen at the wedding and your mom is part of the wedding, you know, like on a video conference, but live on FaceTime. So she is with you. She's not in the room with you, but it allows you to be with her 
and everybody else to be in a situation where they can because a destination wedding is very expensive. So if you had all the money in the world, I would say, hey, invite everybody to where your mom is, option one. I don't know if that's your case. If you don't have all that money, then I would just have the yeah. biggest screen and have her like in person, you know, at the ceremony, the dancing, the, the dining room and everything else. So I w that's what I would do. I actually haven't thought of that. That's actually... It, just, it would be a production, but it sounds it's a not, lot more yeah, affordable. We talk, it, it's more more affordable. We're talking about three large screens and a FaceTime, a good internet connection, and she's with you all night long. And then she can talk to you, text you, and can you know speak at the wedding. I, I would go like that if it was my wedding. I would be okay with that. So that's my two cents on this one, okay? That's true. Thank you. So good luck to you and congratulations. I appreciate it. Yes, have a good night and, and have a great wedding. More rendezvous next. Simon Marcel, bonsoir, and thank you so much for being with me every night on The Rendezvous. Let me tell you that I just, you know, I put those tweets at my Twitter handle, at Rendezvous Radio, and the tweet was, have you ever Netflix cheated on your partner? And 58% of you said yes, 42% said no way, meaning there's a lot of us that cannot wait for the next episode, and even though we said to our partners we're going to be, you know, Netflix couple things, Bang! We can't break under pressure. Unbelievable. Uh, don't forget to check my website at therendezvousshow.com. Check out my podcast, La Confession on a Heart Radio. So whenever you have a minute, join the rendezvous one way or the other. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good night. Et bonne nuit, les petits. The Rendezvous Show.